0: This is Geeks Unleashed, episode 33. But there was
1: yeah, nobody. There's
0: no body. If there's no body, then there's not no dead. death.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 33. I'm Mark.
1: And I'm Jasmine.
0: Each week we cover the news of the week and we pick a couple of things to review that caught our fancy in tv comics movies and games this week's reviews are the season two premiere of batwoman on the cw and the season premiere of walker also on the cw
1: and spoiler warning this is a review show so if you have not had a chance to watch batwoman or walker you might want to pause this and come back later and then at the very end of the episode we'll give you a couple of recommendations of our own
0: crazy week this week
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's been a very busy week for everyone um but, 23
0: days in I, 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 Yeah,
1: uh, not off to a good start, 2021. You were supposed to, supposed to give us a different perspective than 2020 did. I um, heard rumors
0: on the 1st of January COVID was going to disappear. Like, well, you know, know, apparently
1: COVID didn't get that memo, though. <laughs> so uh, cancellations have already started. If you thought that this summer was going to be the summer of everybody going back to the movie theater, I am terribly sorry to disappoint you, but it doesn't look like that is going to happen. Uh, There have been a bajillion and a half, it feels like, delays or cancellations completely. So, first up, the Sony upcoming Marvel film Morbius has been delayed for the second time so far. Um, Well, second time this month, rather. And it is now set to hit theaters January 2022. We've got... Oh, just the list goes on. Uh, So we've got the Uncharted movie uh, has now been pushed back to February of 2022. The James Bond film, Daniel Craig's final James Bond film, No Time to Die, uh, pushed back to November 2021, fingers crossed. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, also pushed back to June of 2021. I feel like that's very ambitious. Uh, oh. I believe that's one of the only ones that is pushed back, still set to release this summer. So we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, also pushed back this time to November 2021. Cancelled altogether. If you thought you'd be able to get out of the house this summer and have a good time, I am so sorry to tell you that uh, the Glastonbury Festival has been Cancelled. Uh, They are looking at live stream options, but you will not be able to just go out to the countryside, have a good time in the UK this summer with the music festival. And there are rumors that the Tokyo Olympics are also going to be canceled as Japan tries to secure the 2032 spot for the Olympic summer Olympic games. That is unconfirmed, just a rumor on the uh, Olympic front, but if we thought we were getting back to normal, uh, it doesn't seem like that's happening in 2021.
0: I know. Do you know, When I heard Crestonbury a couple of days ago, I was just like, it's not a good sign.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. really not a
0: good sign. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the pushbacks I kind of get a little bit, mm-hmm. but the, the actual cancellation of a live event in, from the summer from...
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, here in Texas, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is the largest rodeo in the world. They They have completely cancelled the cook-off which the cook-off here is like a chili cook-off uh it sees hundreds of thousands of people every year they have canceled the cook-off and they are considering pushing back the livestock show and rodeo so we will we will have to see if that happens but that is definitely one of the biggest events in the entire state of texas so
0: yeah it's disappointing news all around um just, I think we all keep hoping and praying it's just things are going to get back to normal.
1: Oh, well, we'll so. see. Also, Fast and Furious, they have not officially confirmed it, but they are considering pushing back Fast and Furious, which had already been pushed back to April, probably going to get pushed back a little bit further.
0: Uh, right. So Donny Cates has announced on Twitter that him and Ryan Stegman's final issue of Venom will be out in April for Venom 200. So I think that's from memory Venom issue 35 of the current volume, but 200 issues overall for Venom. Since his ever first issue, they've probably done like a legacy numbering and totaled all his minis and various ongoings and come up with 200 issues and i don't know if that's renumbered or if they just slapped 200 on the front of it but they've said that is going to be their final book and it's all coming to a head as king and black comes to an end in um around the same time apparently this is all part of his plan i've wondered if there's some sort of twist on this but i guess we will have to wait till april to read it and find out so what, what he's do- got to
1: have something coming up after king in black right like he has oh, yeah. to
0: yeah, I, I did see, though, that it's a $10 book. Um, for a single issue, that's clearly going to be a jam-packed book, a fairly fat book. So I imagine it's it's going to be a a good send-off if there is nothing following. Um, I can't see them leaving Venom with no book. Like It's been a really good-selling book the last few years since he's taken it over. I'd be shocked if Venom's completely, completely finished, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, In more Marvel news, though, Marvel over the last couple of days have released a couple of trailers. Oh, sorry, teaser teasers for Heroes Reborn uh, 25th anniversary event, which makes me feel nice and old because the (laughs) Heroes Reborn that came out 25 years ago was when I first started getting into comics, and I got really excited by this news because it was the first event I ever read uh, as a comic book fan. I was. I don't know, 14, 15, something like that when this came out and I, I didn't know things like comic book events were even a thing um, mm-hmm. and so uh, for, the, for those who, who know or don't know um, uh, Heroes Reborn was um, what happened after this massive battle with a character called Onslaught who was an amalgamation of Charles Xavier and Magneto uh, and it had been building up in the comics for two years but obviously I hadn't been around reading comics for two years. I just came in and started reading the x-men and and avengers and stuff like that and read this whole event and led to this massive battle in central park and it created this alternate world where captain america iron man um the avengers the fantastic four they all got shifted off to this um alternate world which later on got called counter earth and they didn't know anything about their previous lives. And it was like a kind of a, it was kind of like a bit like DC's Rebirth, you know, it was, it was, it was a start again and Mm -hmm. it was done. It was really popular. And they kind of, what Marvel had done is they'd farmed it out to people like Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Jim Valentino, Jeff Loeb. And it was done under two fractions of um, image comics, Wildstorm and whatever Rob Liefeld had at the time. Uh, Rob's books weren't as popular. So they carved him off after a couple of issues. um, And then, brought it in with just Jim Lee looking after all four books but it's really popular it's the first time I'd ever read um, Marvel superhero books so when they announced this um, I was really excited uh, they've released a couple of tw- teasers which actually have nothing to do with the original event so the teasers show like Reed Richards and Ben Grimm as what looks like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They've released like an amalgamation of a character that's the Juggernaut and Doctor Doom combined. Um, That sounds
1: like a very interesting mashup.
0: Like yeah, you should see I a mean, well, if you haven't seen it, look at the picture. It's um, it's like got like a juggernaut-sized hat, hit helmet on top of a Doctor Doom, and, <laughs> like, um, and then they've released a picture of Peter Parker as a photographer, sort of looking geeky with his glasses, looking very sort of seventies, um, taking a picture, and you just see a foot of this superhero. So is this where they separated Peter Parker out? Is he not a superhero? The one though, I thought was really quite timely was um, Colson running for president. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what any of this is going to lead to. I don't know any more than probably anyone listening right now. Um, I'm intrigued. I'd like to see what this 25th anniversary is going to look like, but um, I'm, it sort of was very nostalgic to me because obviously I, it was my first ever comic event. Yeah. I just remember pick, I remember picking up the um, first couple of issues of sort of the onslaught sort of crossover event and seeing like the Avengers land at the X-Men mansion. And I, I didn't know things like crossovers really happened. And I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool just seeing the superheroes mix in sort of the Avengers mixing with the X-Men. And yeah, yeah, I thought it was really cool. So I'm excited to see what this 25th anniversary event looks like.
1: And our last, last bit of uh, news that has been giving me life all week is the Bernie Sanders chairman meme. If you have not seen it, please hop on Twitter and look it up. It is Bernie Sanders was photographed at the inauguration of the 46th president of the United States. And he just kind of looked like that crotchety old uncle that comes to every single family event but sits in a corner and doesn't talk to anyone. Um, So they have photoshopped this poor, freezing cold Bernie Sanders into so many different places. Jurassic World has even tweeted about him. Uh, There was a meme where someone placed him on the toilets as the guy who gets eaten in the first Jurassic Park. Uh, I have seen Bernie Sanders with Totoro. I have seen Bernie Sanders in the film Friday. (laughs) I mean, I have seen Bob Ross painting pictures of Bernie Sanders in his chair. Uh, The best part about the whole meme, though, is Bernie Sanders has released t-shirts on his own website for purchase of him in the chair. And 100% of the proceeds from every shirt sold goes to uh, Meals on Wheels in his home state of Vermont. So I thought that that was a really, really kind of nice way to turn that around.
0: It's good that he's taken that well. Yeah, Uh, Yeah.
1: he's taken it it in stride. And it's it's nice to be able to laugh at a politician instead of crying or being frustrated (laughs) over the past. I
0: was going to say, imagine um, if they had released a Chairman Donald Trump meme.
1: Uh, <laughs> i i don't imagine that would have gone over as well no no i
0: don't, I don't think i can't see trump releasing t-shirts of himself no. so yeah know.
1: bernie bernie's been very very funny about it uh he's appeared on a couple of different late night uh series he was on the seth myers late show so uh again taking it all in stride and donating to charity as uh, riding the wave so there we go i think though
0: that's the only way to take things like that though because if he got stroppy and got annoyed about it people would just do it more
1: of course like, yeah.
0: Like, if ever anyone's making fun of you just just go with it yeah like, we <laughs> to can all an our- extent i mean it was oh, all yeah, in yeah. good
1: humor like nobody was being malicious about it but it's just it's it's been a nice change of pace and i Apologize to anyone that it follows me that listens to our podcast, but I have been retweeting nothing but Bernie memes for the past three days.
0: And we begin with our first review of the week.
1: Because I don't have a home, because no landlord wants to rent to an ex-con on post-release. No one cares that the dope wasn't mine, or, or that the crows were dirty, or that I'm actually a decent human. I am a file in your cabinet. That is not having power. That is the very definition of powerless.
0: Batman, Batwoman. I'll keep doing that. Batwoman's uh, first episode of uh, season two on the CW. Uh-huh. Um, so directed by Holly Dale, uh, starring our new Batwoman, Javicia uh, Leslie.
1: All the same much, returning cast.
0: I literally was about to say, I'm not going to read it, but it's all yeah. the same cast. Pr- pr- basically, he's back. Um, and... To summarise what happened last time, you can go and read uh, so go and listen to our previous podcast where we summarised the entire of season one. I mm-hmm. think it was um, our second to last podcast of 2020. Um, we went through our dislikes and likes of the show. Um, right.
1: That was a fun my, format, actually.
0: One of our main dis, well, one of my main dislikes was definitely Ruby Rose. So I'm fairly pleased with with her not being there. Um, <laughs> So, uh and I think that that I think that's sort of highlighted in this episode really in terms of you can see the difference because she clearly didn't want to be there ruby rose and javisia clearly wants to be that woman and I think you can see that presence the tone between both of them on the screen okay so this episode kicks off pretty much what I think is a day, two, three days after season one finishes. Yeah. I don't think it's there's I don't think that there's not been any particular time jumps or anything like that. And and we're introduced to Javisia's Ryan Wilder, and a plane has crashed in Gotham City, and that plane apparently contained Ruby Rose's Kate Kane. Mm-hmm. And Javicia finds the Batwoman costume. I mean, it's a brilliant find. I'll give you that. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, and then begins what I think is actually a very strong first episode of kind of putting to bed the, her Batwoman and mm-hmm. beginning of um, a new era of Batwoman within Gotham City and. I think it's a shame that we didn't get to see some of these moments with uh, with Ruby Rose's uh, character, like um, you know, with her father. Unfortunately, finding out the news, she, the, the, you know, that her daughter, his daughter, was Batwoman. I think that would have been brilliant to have seen that unmasking happen mm-hmm. in the show rather than him finding out. Um, disappointing, I would say, but but equally, I found that this first episode really did close off a lot of Kate Kane very quickly. Yes. But did it and I think it did it really well in, in with Ryan's character. Like yeah. so she she gets this costume on and we don't know too much about her, but she's living in like a caravan and
1: which is the only her- reason that she was there so like at the at the plane crash scene yeah. is because she's living out of her car. And yeah, her car yeah, happened to be parked by the lake or the river and the plane crashed while she was sleeping in her car. So
0: and what and so she gets this costume on and, and what I didn't get initially was um, why she wanted to put it on, but it gets explained later in the episode, and I was I was actually a bit foggy about this, and um, but she puts this costume on and decides to start going beating up criminals, and I did think like what's made her go from this sort of jump from, like you say, living in a car to sort of whacking the suit on, and it is explained later on in the show, but. I love this moment in the alleyway. You see these criminals and they're all typical Gotham city type villains wearing stupid masks. And I kind of wish they wouldn't do it all the time, but I guess it's very comic booky like mm-hmm. to have just feel, I mean, if you're a villain, like why walk around with a mask? If, unless you're but like, they,
1: but they're part of a like, gang. Cause she calls yeah, them know, the no face. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know, be-
0: but, I know, but I sometimes think like you'd probably be able to get away with crime easier if you just weren't wearing a mask because you know you people would be able to
1: see you coming from a mile away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like um, it's very comic booky to wear a mask, even if you're just a low-level villain. But anyway, but I, I loved her opening moment where she's hanging. I know, I know it was in the trailer, but when she was hanging upside down, and then she comes suddenly, her head comes down, and she goes boo, and I was like that is a brilliant entry that is you know that is someone who's having fun with this role i mean i'm assuming it was written for her but i just loved i loved that moment but what i liked next was that she wasn't amazing they pulled her down and like she hits the floor and she goes i didn't think this through um which again i thought was quite fun and um and then she starts swinging around and And then, then, then she she very
1: clearly does not have a grasp of how to use the suit at all, (laughs) and it is—it's very funny to watch her struggle with it.
0: And when she, um, when the the white the white things come down across her eyes, and they start giving her all computer, oh yeah, the vision night vision, and stuff, yeah, 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 the night vision. But they start they start telling her things, and she's like, no idea what's going on, and she's swinging around all over the place. And then when she's like, oh yeah, I'm bulletproof bitches, like, and I, was just like <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? This is this is actually like fun to watch. It's like really like changed my perception on this show. I really, I found it really difficult to watch it before, like season one before crisis. I really found it grating. Um, and then I kind of gave up on the show, and then we decided because we were going to review it, I went back and finished it off. And and and, and there were highlights in season one. Uh, I'm not going to lie, there, there was some good episodes still in there. And it, and it is quite a dark show, and it's it does have that Gotham feel about it. You know, it's not it's not like watching Supergirl, for instance. Like you know, there there is a, it is a quite a nice, enjoyably dark show that um, does its best, but. One of my big hates about season one was that just everybody knew Batwoman. She wasn't mm-hmm. mysterious. I mean, not, I mean, very quickly, everybody or most people in her connected circle found out she was Batwoman. Um, and it then seems like the-
1: Mary was like, Mary and her father were the only two people that took, well, it took Mary forever to find out, but her dad but- never found out.
0: No, and that, but then everyone in the city was like, Yeah, yeah, Batwoman, you know, pe- people would actually like she'd be on the front cover, like of the papers and magazines and stuff. Yeah. And I, what? So, one of my hopes for this, this is now that Ryan Wilder will be a lot more covert. Um, but we'll have to see. So, anyway, so as the show goes on, we also have to deal with the new Bruce Wayne, uh, which, if you know, at the end of season uh, one, Tommy, um, aka hush had taken on a new face that of bruce wayne so i saw some of your comments jasmine actually i i would have liked this story to have gone on maybe not for the whole season no i don't want i wouldn't want it to have like you know lost um you know been very cw i wouldn't want to take 22 episodes and we just get loads of filler <laughs> episodes but like i would have been happy for this bruce wayne story to have maybe been like the first arc like maybe like five episodes or something uh-huh. like that i i was a little bit annoyed by how very quickly they worked out that he was not bruce wayne yeah. however well, the actually, other hand julia was is... the
1: only one that figured it out everybody else yeah. was just kind of like oh bruce is back
0: well, yeah, no, everyone didn't immediately accept it, which was also frustrating that he was immediately let into the back cave and that yeah. nobody picked up that he clearly was acting very differently from yes. Bruce Wayne, and 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 I guess maybe 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 I don't know because I can imagine Bruce Wayne probably is aloof, but Julia Pennyworth picked it up instantly,
1: yeah. and
0: I was like could we not just even have this like next episode could we just have maybe like this been like the first arc villain that that maybe ryan has to go up against
1: No, i'm maybe, glad we got it out of the way early because it makes room for whatever other story they're actually trying to tell
0: but it did but then but then on the other hand the counter argument to it is like you just said like the counter argument to that is have they sat back and said no look let's try and wrap up 90% of the stories that were going to be for Kate Kane yeah. um, and then try and actually build in new stories for Ron Welder. Um, another hope of mine is I would love to see less of the crows, um, which I don't think is going to happen. I I'd be shocked to see less of the crows. I would like to see more from Gotham PD and more in the city and and stuff like that. So, um, well, I think we are still going to see more crows. But I wonder if the colonel will take a different approach. So in the episode when he has a confrontation with Alice, who breaks it down to her that um, Kate Kane was Batwoman Mm -hmm. and he doesn't believe her. And um, because so he he finds out that she's staying in Wayne uh, Wayne Manor because Bruce Wayne fake Bruce Tom Wayne it. Yeah, yeah fake yeah fa- fake Wayne like you know, there's gotta <laughs> got be there's gotta be a name in there somewhere some combination name um I don't know now like <laughs> Tom, Tommy Wayne I don't know um so like he tells um uh, Kate Kane's dad uh, he's like you know I just got back in the city I've got a tip for you uh, Alice is staying in the mansion because he's already had enough of Alice because Alice mm-hmm. still wants to run things and he's quite enjoying now being the big dog yeah. uh, recognizing that he's Bruce Wayne and actually he can um, he
1: has freedom with, of movement
0: yeah freedom of movement but also he can play with Bruce's toys uh, which which does happen so um, he tips off the Colonel to go and get Alice and he actually doesn't get Alice he actually kind of walks out of there and let us it go but he has this confrontation with his daughter and he says look I want to do oh you know I'm going to do whatever it takes to find her. I'm not going to make the same mistakes I've made with you mm-hmm. um and she's which, like, Look, honestly, you
1: know, that's kind of a shitty thing to say to the daughter that you gave I, up searching for. Her. I,
0: I did think that as well. I did think, come on, man. I was like, she's, yeah. r- she's right. You know, she's right there. You could say that if she was maybe dead, like, oh, I don't want to make the same mistakes Ooh. I made with my dead daughter or whatever. Right. But to say it to, <laughs> to your daughter who's come back to life and, yeah. and clearly has been so badly affected by not being rescued by him, um, which actually was probably that storyline in the first season was unsurprisingly dark and. Mm-hmm. Twisty and not something I normally would expect in a CW type show. It was yeah, quite like
1: very dark.
0: Yeah, like just you know, the moment you know the, her the door being in the room and even her dad being in the house where she was and not being able to get out. I mean, as a dad myself, like that would just destroy me. Like so, to say to one of your daughters, I don't want to make that mistake again, was quite a heartbreaking moment. Like I agree mm-hmm. with you, it was really unnecessarily vicious thing yes to say. it
1: was unnecessary uh,
0: yeah and i mean he's upset and but it's obviously showing where his love is
1: mm-hmm. so
0: um clearly he doesn't find kate but they he comes to this moment later on in the episode where he does flick on the um
1: well yeah because alice uh, tells him because he's like no yeah. i don't believe you she's not batwoman because if she was batwoman kate would have told me and alice is like well if you don't believe me turn on the bat signal and see yeah. if she shows up <laughs>
0: which he did, and she didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So um, I did ex- well, I did wonder whether Ryan Wilder might show up, but it's probably a bit too early for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I sort of enjoyed that. But then Bruce Wayne, what I did love as, well, fake fake Wayne, if you want to call him that, uh, when I loved what he – well, I, I did love – the last thing is I did love some of the naughtiness that he got to be as Bruce. Like, yeah. So that's kind of why I wouldn't have minded an episode or two or – you know, rather than this being wrapped up as quickly as it did, so he starts blowing up holes in the walls of the of, of the Batcave and finds a Batmobile. And mm-hmm. I was like, "But I do have to question: Is there any more walls to blow up? Is there other things in that Batcave that we?" Yes, know? there wow. have
1: to be, right? And it was yeah. really funny because even Luke was like, "Until twenty seconds ago, I did not know that that existed." So yeah. apparently, Bruce in in this version of gotham bruce didn't roll around town in a batmobile so like even luke fox who was part of like his background crew didn't know that the batmobile was there so
0: well unless he did use it but he sealed it up i guess i don't, I don't know but like it's quite quite a big thing to seal up but i don't know but yeah so then you just get to see fake wayne driving around the city mm-hmm. who goes out hunting for ryan welder and so batwoman does have some interactions with um uh I've Forgot her name, uh, the stepdaughter of um, oh, Mary, Mary, yeah, yeah. So, they do have some interactions with Mary and um, uh, uh Fox as well. Also, I forgot how terrible names, but anyway, so uh they they sort of interact with a little bit and because they obviously the suit comes online and they go um they go out yes and, because uh, when
1: get, new batwoman is trying to figure things out she just keeps pushing buttons and she turns yeah. on the suit's gps so yeah. luke and mary follow the gps and they run into ryan and she's like look i get it i i realized that kate Kane was a hero both like in her personal life and as batwoman that's not me, but I'm not giving you the suit back until I'm done with what I need to do. So yeah. peace out.
0: And, but then they step in to save her once they realize what the fake Wayne is up to. So they okay. do piece together very quickly that it's not Bruce. Um, so Julia Pennyworth is very clever. Quite, sw- quite switched on, to be honest. She gets the fingerprints of um, something he held and, and mm-hmm. finds out that it's Tommy Elliot. Um, well, but she got suspicious
1: some... <laughs> because when she saw Bruce, she used Alfred's code name and he had no idea who she was talking about and yeah. so because of that he, she knew like you are not who you say you are
0: and she was well, she followed up with a question about something about um, the house in glasgow or something like that right. but he doesn't and have Alfred a house in, in london yeah and uh yeah london baby <laughs> like, and, uh, so uh, she immediately tells everyone and 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 yeah so they re- they quickly call um, ryan on the suit and say you know someone's on the way to kill you mm-hmm. and um and that but they luckily get control um, they get control of the the Batmobile, Bat-mobile. uh mm-hmm. yeah for the Batcave. Um to be honest I, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of fun and right at the very end of the episode you do get flashback of Ryan Welder and her motivations of wanting mm-hmm. to become Batwoman and um showing flashbacks of unfortunately what Alice did to her family um
1: well Alice is thugs
0: yeah sorry yeah Alice is thugs but yeah so uh, no overall though do you know what? I really enjoyed this episode I thought it was a real shift and a change of pace mm-hmm. and I felt like Javicia really wanted to be that woman and was having fun in this role I enjoyed the fact that we got to see a lot of things tied up from mm-hmm. from um Kate Kane but I felt like it's always going to be difficult when a main character leaves like especially like to kill off that character off screen now there's no body (sighs) so
1: i'm i'm thinking that maybe if tensions cool down and you know if if cw decides to reach out to ruby rose in a year or so then there's room for her to come back in some capacity not necessarily as batwoman but just like to wrap up a quote unquote final appearance but that's always the rule with the comic book movies right there if, if there's no body there's no real death
0: yeah exactly yeah so i mean we said that was it, was it uh, a couple weeks ago within Doom with the uh, dune chronicles where one of the main characters oh yeah when did, shale yeah. supposedly yeah. died
1: at the end of the first season but there was yeah. no body well, there's
0: no body if there's no body there's no dead. death yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um, so she can't, so with this, clearly she's not dead, like you know, like you just say. The rules of anything comic book related, right, or, or, or anything sci fi related, or even if you watch bloody soaps, if there's no body, there's yes. no death, like no, nobody, actually, no death. That's actually the rule. to be actually to be fair. In soaps, sometimes if there's a body, they still can bring them back, so yes. like, like, <laughs> like, but they don't find her, they don't find her body, but yes, I think, they find I think gonna...
1: the pilot's hand, not the yeah. rest of the pilot's body. Uh, but they don't find any part of Kate Kane's body.
0: I think, like you're right, they could go two ways with this. They could eventually bring Ruby Rose back, and like, I do, and I do agree with you, they wouldn't bring Ruby Rose back permanently. If they mm-hmm. bring her back, it'll be like an episode. It would literally
1: be to finally wrap it up and be like, okay, we are now officially, officially done with Kate Kane
0: you can see that maybe like it could be something that they would do say at the end of season two, or even at some point I I wouldn't want it to drag on forever, like more with what happened to Kate Kane, but it would be cool if say the end of season two, they brought back um, Kate Kane in the season finale and she meets Ryan Welder and says, look, you know, you're doing a, doing a really good job. You know, you, You've got my permission to carry on being Batwoman, or whatever yeah. it is, and and maybe she sees her dad and Alice, and then she leaves. You know, and yeah. it could be like a moment where she takes Alice with her and says, "You know, I'm." Uh, that that actually could be a good way of doing it. That she takes Alice with her and says, "You know, I want to put my relationship with my sister above being Batwoman," yeah. I, and that would probably be a nice twist. You know, maybe maybe it might be that wherever she's gone, she finds Bruce Wayne and like maybe Bruce comes back as well and they take Alice and to to, to sort of like you're saying they leave Ryan as um in charge of the city. They mm-hmm. see that she's been doing a good job. That would be quite a nice way of finishing this off. I I could get on board that. Like, um, yeah. I mean, or- I don't I don't see
1: the I I think it would be nice, a nice touch if it was just kind of like Kate and Alice finally are just like, you know what, screw it, let's let's leave together, especially since Alice no longer has Mouse. Um, And I can't imagine and, you know, Alice never liked Tommy. I don't think anybody likes Tommy. So she doesn't have a sidekick right now. So I think that if Kate did come back at the end of the season, now there's a lot of episodes between now and the end of the season. But if Kate were to come back, it's possible like with no other people in Alice's life, if if they both chose to leave their father behind and maybe they could go off and and quote unquote live happily ever after
0: the other thing I wonder was I know they were anti-recasting Kate Kane but maybe they might choose to recast Kate Kane for one episode say say in In a a non-speaking
1: non-face role like if Uh it was kind of like the end of uh, if it was kind of like the end of uh, Batman where Alfred sees Bruce Wayne at a cafe you know yeah. like you. it's from a distance like you see someone that you think could be Kate Kane because they have the same haircut and you can see like a tattooed arm or something something yeah. to give you the impression that that she's still alive and that she could potentially be happy I could see them doing something like that
0: yeah yeah I, they're gonna have to they'll have to bring it to a close they can't just leave yeah. it open for yeah they but can't leave the, the nobody out. thing yeah
1: but I was actually surprised at how much I I actually uh, surprised at how much I came to like the characters at the, by the end of the first season, because when I watched this episode, I was genuinely like, Oh my gosh, I kind of miss you guys. So like, you're, it's nice to catch up and, and see what's, what's going on now. Uh, so I'm, I also, it's, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the week and, and you were like, I really think that they kind of did the best they could do with given the material. Um, but I, I, I would agree with that. I think that they did, a good job of both tying Javicia or Ryan Wilder to last season by saying, oh, it was Alice's thugs that killed her mother that set her off onto this sort of revenge path. So bringing the new girl in, but having the new girl have a vendetta against the existing villain, that was a good start. Um, But also the way that they sort of wrapped up everyone else's emotions about Kate because it was like throughout the episode, everyone kind of came to terms with, "Holy crap, Kate is actually dead." Um, I think Luke was the first one to kind of accept it, and then of course Mary and uh, her father were the last two to accept it. But I I think that's a nice touch. I also think it's a nice touch that this Sophia person has been sort of this behind the, like man behind the curtain kind of thing. Like that that name came up in the first season. It it kind of chilled even Julia to the bone who is a very experienced agent and has been doing this for a long time. So Sophia has ties to Julia. Sophia has ties to Alice. Um, But I also think it's super interesting because we have never met Sophia. Like we, we know that she's a woman because both uh, Julia and Alice have described her as a woman, but like, we have no idea what this character is like. So I kind of like the idea of an unseen villain, because until you actually meet the villain, then it's always going to be like worse in your own mind. Right. So I've already got like, and maybe I'm setting myself up for failure, but like, I've already got this massive idea of Sophia being this like super badass villain. So I'm, I'm excited to see how she plays into this season.
0: No, one of the things I remember you complaining about in season one was, um, um, kate kane constantly forgiving alice like because obviously it was her sister yeah but we're gonna have a different dynamic here ryan wilder's not gonna forgive alice no i think the the the, the definition will would definitely hero and villain here they won't yes I, I i mean i would be annoyed now if they wrote in some unrealistic reason for ryan wilder to forgive alice i don't
1: think they will like, because ryan wilder is uh the the way that they build her character up is that she was She's an orphan. Basically, she's bounced around from foster home to foster home. And finally, she finally found a foster mother that she actually called mom, that she was excited to be starting a new life with. And right before she got to start that new life, it was snuffed out by Alice's thugs. Now for someone who has been in the system, and now when she was just getting everything on the right track, she goes back into the system, but she spent 18 months in jail because of a crime she didn't commit because they I guess the district attorney blamed her for her mother's death. Um so she's she's got this grudge that Alice has taken the life that she was supposed to have. So mm, I don't yeah. see her being forgiving to Alice at all.
0: I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic and I yeah. think you mentioned as well like one of the other teasers that they give which i kind of think will pull ryan back to luke and mary is Mm -hmm. um she gets shot by a kryptonite bullet and everyone thinks she's okay and she survived but actually like the end you see sort of kryptonite on the surface of her skin and uh and having a reaction yeah yeah so i think that'll pull her back and um yeah i'm i'm i tell you what i've got renewed energy for this and i'm quite up for carrying this going. Like, so. Now, I
1: don't see myself doing week to week, but I definitely see myself doing, like, maybe at the halfway point, like, a, a catch-up binge, and then mm-hmm. another binge at the end well, of I don't the know.
0: Day. Well, are they, are they going to have a catch-up? Uh, sorry, at a halfway point, because obviously they started in January. Will they not just roll this out? Like, like, oh, well.
1: Um, you never know. So. But if, if know. she's got this kryptonite reaction, I wonder how that's going to play out, because inevitably they're going to have the the multi-Aeroverse crossover. So they won't have if, that this year, though. Oh, they won't?
0: No, I, um, there was going to be a Batwoman Superman crossover this year, but I, they were saying that they won't do. Well, I read the other day that it's looking like they won't do it now because of COVID.
1: Oh, that uh, sucks! Because I really want to know what would happen if Javisius did too close to Supergirl.
0: Well, yeah, and so it's unlikely that um, you'll see um, Supergirl and Batwoman together now, because obviously Supergirls. Coming Bummer. To an end. So I don't think think we'll get a crossover this year, which in some ways isn't too bad because Crisis on Infinite Earths was so big.
1: Uh Like,
0: you know, it's very difficult to keep topping and topping your crossovers. Mm -hmm. So actually, it's not even a crossover this year. Actually, probably not a bad thing. Um, However, it's disappointing because Supergirl's final season, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that they leave it open enough that um, she can come back uh, and at least have some sort of crossover with the new Batwoman. I, I well, replace. I think
1: with that show, there's, there's, they're going to leave it wide open because it's the ratings for the show that have gone down. So I think that everybody still loves Melissa. So I, I think she'll always have like an open door to sort of do yeah. a cameo here and there in the rest of the i reckon she would as
0: well i reckon yeah. she would yeah, yeah who couldn't love melissa she seems like so yeah. honestly she the seems so person. lovely yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly like she seems so adorable mm-hmm. like she seems like the kind of person you just want to hang out with Like i yeah, see yeah. photos of her like hugging fans and singing or dancing or whatever and and we're not going to talk about too much but when not when mm-hmm. I saw that video when I saw that video of her and what happened to her honestly I really honestly that upset me like that was yeah. she just seems like such a, an amazing person. So I really hope they leave it open that Melissa can come back. I would mm-hmm. love to see Supergirl and the new Batwoman team up. Um, I love the comment when they first met um, Kate Kane and she makes a comment about world's finest which is what they call Batman and Superman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so it was quite funny to see Superman super Supergirl and Batwoman uh, consider themselves world's finest, so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see a new team up. But anyway, um, we should probably leave that there. But yeah, no, I'm 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 going to stick with this. Um, I've given up on Legends of Tomorrow. I've,
1: it's, <laughs>
0: it's, it's an awful show. The only way you get me to watch Legends of Tomorrow now is if they bring back all the canaries and and uh, Green Arrow of the future and wrap all that up. I'm, I'm done mm-hmm. with the only shows I'm sticking with now is the new Superman one. I'm going to watch that. Um, Batwoman. I love The Flash and I will finish off Black Lightning. I've done three seasons of it, I may as well finish it off. Um, But I've had enough of Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Um, (laughs) You draw the line there.
0: It's just so stupid. It's just so stupid. I know people like comedy, (laughs) but I don't like comedy superhero stuff. It's not for me. So. I, I prefer it when the superhero stuff's more serious. I don't mind, like, one-liners, but I don't want to watch comedy superhero shows. I've
1: only seen the first season of Legends of Tomorrow, and I hated the villain. I hated Bandle Savage. Um, but also, Hulk Girl is one of my favorite characters from the Justice League cartoon. And to have Hulk Girl have left... After the first season as well, I was like, ah, I don't think there's enough. They have a, well, they, they, the show. they
0: do a lot every season, it's kind of a bit of a rotating cast. So mm-hmm. they have their the core members, which the core members are getting less and less of every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they kind of they kind of rotate the cast quite a lot, which is equally frustrating. But it's just become such a joke of a show now. Like, uh, I can't, I can't. I can't slate it. Uh, we haven't got enough time for me to have a rant about how much I hate it. Hate it. So, um, so anyway, we rated Batwoman season premiere or season two three point five out of five. So, yeah,
1: which which is higher than I think we rated the entire Batwoman first season. <laughs> so, I can't.
0: Remember, I can't remember what we rated it, but yeah, I'm pretty was, sure
1: this is a, a vast improvement over the first season. That's so. definitely a
0: vast improvement. Yeah. But anyway. Let's move on.
1: Stella, you to not tell me what the hell you were taking. Using a substance to numb the mind,
0: huh, Who does that? Mom always said you'd never be on a case too long.
1: I never meant to be. This last case got complicated. Complicated? A five minute phone call this summer and then nothing for three months? Our next review is the series premiere of Walker, also on the CW. Um, it is based off of the TV series Walker, Texas Ranger that starred Chuck Norris from way back in 1993. Uh, this first episode was directed by Jessica Yu. It was written by Anna Frick. Uh, it stars Jared Padalecki, Lindsay Morgan, Keegan Allen, Mitch Pelegi, Molly Hagan, Kobe Bell, Je- Jeff Pierce, Violet Brinson, and Kale Cully uh so jared is back no break whatsoever he jumped straight from supernatural to a brand new series so he's going on well if you count gilmore girls because wasn't gilmore girls on cw well it was would have been on what wb or upn before it was converted over to cw Uh, anyway jared is going on 20 plus years at this network at this point um so the original series ran from 1993 to 2001 And this one is, it's, it's branching out in my opinion for CW because it actually films in and around the Austin, Texas area. So uh, I am from Texas. I went to school in Austin. I went to UT. Uh, So (laughs) when I watched this episode, it was very much like, Oh my God, I used to go there. Oh my God. I remember that place. And I love that taco stand. So it was really kind of fun to watch this episode just for the, for the background and for the scenery. Um, So I I do like that CW is getting out of Vancouver. I feel like uh, they film, I think, the core of Batwoman in Vancouver, but a lot of the exterior shots, the city shots are of Chicago. So um, it's nice to see CW step out of Canada so that everything doesn't look exactly the same on all of their shows. Um, So the series kind of opens with, Cordell Walker um, and his wife, she is off on, she's getting ready to leave, to go somewhere. It's not very clear as to where she's going, but she is leaving him with their teenage children. They're doing a game night with his parents. And so she goes off and then he goes to the game night. He has no idea how to play whatever game it is that they're playing. So he's terrible at it. Um, And then he gets like an SOS text message from his wife he steps away she calls he answers and she's like something is wrong and then she gets shot and you can hear the gunshots through the phone but (laughs) i thought that that sequence of him stepping outside and screaming into the void as he like slides down the side of his car in agony it's like you don't but you don't know exactly what happened. Oh, no, no, how how you could not. you have I, given up already and just be like, oh my God, it's the worst. This is, my life is over. And it's like, you don't know what the deal is.
0: Do you know, this is probably, this whole thing at the beginning was like my biggest criticism of the show. Like, yeah, it was, so firstly, uh, first thing that they, well, well, so firstly that they cast his real life wife yeah. as his TV wife, just to get rid of her within two, literally two minutes. <laughs> I, literally, yeah, I, she I didn't even myself, make it to
1: the first commercial break.
0: So and um, but also she didn't get to see you didn't get to see us spend any time with the children. There was no investment in her. I'm right, sure there's gonna like be that. flashbacks, but oh yeah, 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 yeah for I the know, first yeah,
1: episode, but... no, there's nothing.
0: Right. But what what I mean was like, why go to the effort of casting his real life wife as his wife? Now I don't know what where I, I would I would love to understand where the mentality was on that. Like, um was probably it...
1: just because it films in Austin and well, he no, was no, like, what... Well, let's just hire my wife. And the oh, CW yeah, was what, like,
0: okay. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, if it, so, she she's obviously dead, but why not actually cast her as like the love interest in the show? I would have got, I would have thought that was pretty cool. Like, for her oh, to like be like, if she were
1: the bar owner instead yeah, of, yeah, yeah,
0: she was yeah. the bar owner instead of the wife. Like, and in mm-hmm. fact, you know, got some unknown to play the wife. And maybe they did it deliberately so that people didn't think that the the wife would get killed off. Like um, I don't. But then actually, I went. I didn't actually read the summary or watch any trailers. I went into. Oh yeah, they tell you
1: right in the summary. Yeah. That his so wife in
0: the dies. summary that yeah. his wife dies. So so if they're going to tell you that, then you may as well just cast an unknown, because mm-hmm. obviously who cares? Like I. So I was annoyed that they cast his real life wife just to kill her off within two minutes. And I don't. I don't. I don't know where that what the thought process was on that. Like and I don't think there, there was one no and then and then like this whole thing that you just said so i'm gonna start with the text message he's sitting there with his family playing a board game it's all actually quite a nice moment Uh, i was quite enjoying seeing the family dynamic i thought yeah, because he's very
1: out of place he's like i don't know what this is this is totally unfair and as soon as he says that everybody is like ah we knew you were gonna say that and it's like you can tell that they are very close
0: Oh, yeah. So I think seeing him for 15 years of Supernatural playing this, to be honest, mopey bloke for 15 years <laughs> and then and then to see him actually like having fun with his family. And it, I actually could see the difference. Like I genuinely could see. It didn't feel like I was watching Sam from Supernatural. It did feel like I was watching this Texas Ranger with his family. I really enjoyed that dynamic. Then. So this is the first thing that annoys me. Text message comes through that says literally SOS answer and then he and then within a few seconds the phone rings if you're in trouble, you don't write SOS answer. <laughs> you just rate, make the flipping phone call. Yes,
1: and this I, and is like,
0: true. So then when it's, it shows her, she's like running and in trouble. Yeah. Did she, did she stop and write SOS answer? Because it's written really nicely. SOS Plus, in capitals. She had a lantern in her
1: other hand. Like, so you are running with the lantern in one hand and, and you have it. your cell phone and you're texting and running. The, so no, you're not. The phone should, the the, no, you're not. The
0: phone should have just rung. It should have just rung. rung. There's no need for that text message. Right. I know I know. Why they did it it was just to dumb it down for people that no didn't they did it, it, it because
1: room. they needed a reason for him to get up from the board game
0: well couldn't you have just got up when the phone rang like <laughs> i mean i would have got if it was me if, if i'm at a board game with a bunch of people my phone rings and i think i've got to take it i would get up and walk away anyway like so anyway um so he, he takes it like you say here's some gunshots he drives mm-hmm. out to the middle of nowhere and no he just went re- out to
1: his truck like he just went outside the house to try to call her back she didn't answer oh he he only called one time so she didn't answer that one time and then he just like starts panicking and freaking out and i'm just like oh okay i miss i think stranger like freaking out shouldn't be your first
0: i must have made understood that because i thought that he'd actually gone somewhere like that makes Uh it even worse now so he like it's
1: basically like he's out on the driveway
0: so he he brings and it just goes through to voicemail and he starts screaming or yes. whatever. But you do do see a flash of her laying on the floor with her phone laying there, and you know she's like shot. So yeah. when 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 he starts screaming out, I was like, I actually had to skip that back and watch that bit three times. I was like, how how has this happened? Like and, yeah. you know, I was really lost. That and was then, very
1: that that entire sequence was very poorly orchestrated. Like. Yeah. Again, I, I just feel like mainly because you are in law enforcement th- that your reaction is not a is not a reaction that someone in law enforcement should have. Like, you don't know what's happening. Yeah, you heard gunshots. And yeah, the phone did. But like, you don't know that she got shot. You should be yeah. assuming like maybe she dropped her phone to run away from the gunshot. You know, but like there's so many other things that you could have been thinking, but instead you go outside and you just scream and give up like oh god she's dead like how the hell do you know she's so when dead
0: it, so when it flashes 11 months later like we'll, we'll come we'll come back to everything that goes on but when, later on in the right towards the end of the episode he's sitting having a moment with his brother obviously 11 11 months has passed whatever and then he says something about um him and his brother are chatting on this bench and he's playing he's with, um chip poker chip yeah yeah he's playing with poker chip in his fingers and then they start talking about them uh and then he's like oh i know what he says to walker i know what you're doing blah 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 you know like and then they talk about and then he starts talking about how they found the body and the eyes are closed blah. blah, blah. i was like oh so she is dead then like because like literally up until that point i was questioning whether he'd even found the body like because i started to think no like, she, he, i
1: mean she got shot like yeah no 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 no, no, no.
0: No, I know she got shot, but they didn't show him find the body. It jumps 11 months forward and you see him coming back from some case and and I and I I'd been working on the assumption until that point that they just assumed she was dead but didn't like know where the body was. And then he starts talking to the brother and saying, you know, about the body. I was like, okay, so she definitely is 100% dead. They found the body, mm-hmm. but they've just not bothered to show us any of that. So that so this whole sort of, to tie back to this. I felt like they rushed through this thing of trying oh, to make it, make it, make him, uh, make him like a widow, lie, and they wanted to do that really quickly. And they, I really felt like there was really a lot of poor writing and decision making went into setting that whole premises up. Yes. I would have probably got on board with actually her dying in this the end of the episode, lie, and actually had some like character moments with her children. Uh, and almost, been a, and, and then not also tell us in the summary of the episode that she dies. Mm-hmm. So that would have been such a good twist. Like, do, why do they rush these things? Like just actually set it up, that it's a nice husband and wife show, family, he's a cop, you know, even give him a case to work on, etc. And then suddenly she gets killed off in the final episodes of season, uh, sorry, the first episode of season, sorry, the first episode of this season. So the first episode of the season and then season two starts 11 months later. That to me would have been a really cool thing to have done, but it was a bad, bad rush in there. Yeah, so. the
1: the pacing was horrible in in this first episode. None of none of the pacing for anything made sense because he disappears for eleven months, and we find out later that he was on some kind of undercover case. Now he he had done that kind of work before, but this time he he stopped contacting his family three months prior to returning to town. So he has not, they have not heard from him, not a text message, not an email, not a phone call, nothing for three months. And his, his, old, his daughter is the oldest. I wanna say she's 16 and her brother is like 14. And so she's like really messed up about it. And the, the way that they sort of, the, the way that they play that family dynamic, like you abandon us right after mom died and that really sucks. Hmm. even i mean i i can i can understand well i mean not personally thank god but like i can see why you would have the personalities of the kids change but again like the pacing in this first episode is so off the audience and the viewers we have not had time to get to know any of these characters so it is really hard to be attached to any of them and to feel the same empathy that that you know, they kind of deserve as being children of whose parents have, or whose mother has died. But it's it's hard to get attached to his family, just because it it rushes. Like we, the, the board game itself at the very beginning is rushed. The 11 months later, where who the hell knows what happened in those 11 months, but the people that we meet after the 11 months have come up versus the people that we met at the beginning of the episode, they're not the same people. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what changed. I mean, obviously, uh, you, know, you guys know what changed, but I don't know what changed. So it's hard for me to make the jump from liking them while they're playing the board game and oh, they're having fun and they're you know they're being family, having family time to this really messed up dynamic that I don't even understand. So it's weird for the viewer to be in the same boat as Walker to me.
0: Hmm. I was just saying like, you know, another moment that actually annoyed me in terms of rushing because I actually was enjoying the scene, was um, when Walker goes into a bar and... Um, yeah, uh, meets. Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the character's name, but I, I, Odette Annabelle's character. Mm-hmm. Um, she's at the bar, and that's clearly instantly setting up the the love interest. Yes. Uh, which is what I think is real lo- life. Why I should have been playing that character? Like, um, well, I'm
1: hoping that since they cast Annabelle uh, Odette Annabelle, that she's going to be a, a throwback to her badass character from Banshee. Is my hope. Oh. Like maybe <laughs> they'll get into some shenanigans, and we'll actually get to see her kicking some ass because she's awesome.
0: So I so she go he goes in and he's quite upbeat and there's there's what I think actually was a good dynamic between the two of them in the bar and what I loved was and I, I so like obviously being an Englishman I'm gonna tell you in a minute like the, my how, like my how I can't relate to this scene at all um but why I love it so he goes in and me and my wife made a comment about him wearing his cowboy hat uh-huh and like my wife was like i love that like and like that just we just would not i mean if you wore a cowboy hat anywhere in this country you just (laughs) like people would think you were mental or going to a fancy dress party or something like and um (laughs) so um uh once i wore a cowboy hat during the summer like for about an hour because i couldn't find my sunglasses this is years ago about 10 or 11 years ago and my wife was dying, and like like <laughs> like and I like, I just couldn't find these sunglasses and the sun was out and they were like and like when we were like and she immediately brought it up again. But anyway, so he, he's wearing that in this in this bar and he, he sucks and there's like some good banter between them, which I liked. And it instantly, you instantly know there's the love interest. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Come on, come on, get up and do your two-step. And like, I was like, Do you know what I went? Men in this country, including me, would never Get up and just start suddenly dancing like that. We just wouldn't do it. Like, listen, you don't go to a
1: two-step honky-tonk bar and not two-step.
0: Well, I like so having never been to one, like, but equally, I I can't dance anyway. But so. He he gets her up, and I was enjoying this whole moment. He doesn't even do ten seconds of dancing with her, and a, his phone goes off, and he goes right. I've got to go work. Uh, we'll do this again. And I was like, why? Why could you not have allowed this scene to just go on even a minute? They, I, I, I have to say, like the more I'm talking about this, the more I'm getting annoyed by the pacing of it. Yeah, I the pacing was completely seen, off. This, I would love to episode. have seen. I'd love to have seen more of that scene, just the mm-hmm. two of them. So she's only in that one scene. Like you say, like, hopefully she'll have more time. And, and again, this is CW recycling actors. She mm-hmm. was on the uh, season two of Supergirl for a whole season uh, as, as sort of the main villain. Um, no problem with that, but like, um, you know, the CW do kind of recycle their actors and, and, but then again, I do look on that again as CW looking after their cast and their actors and, um and, why not? Why not look after people that are willing to work for you, and you know if you if they're reliable, mm-hmm. um, and and you know their strengths and weaknesses. But yeah, no, I, I, that sort of really frustrated me that scene. Um, so. Yeah.
1: So one of the newest characters, the newest addition to like the the Walker. Well, the the family itself is kind of new too. Um, yeah. So uh, his old partner before all of this happened is now his boss. Uh, and he gets a new partner. His new partner is brand, brand new. She used to be a state trooper, and now she's a Texas Ranger. Um, Her name is Mickey, and he said well you know i saw your name on paper and i assumed you were a guy and her first introduction well not first introduction you meet her earlier but her response to that is well yeah my mom thought i was going to be a boy too so that's why my name is mickey
0: (laughs) so she's played by Lindsay morgan who i loved in the 100 the 100 Mm -hmm. one of the best sci-fi shows ever made um and Lindsay morgan played raven who was just one of the most standard actresses in the 100 again a cw show Mm -hmm. um however i loved seeing her in this she's So cheeky. She
1: is literally the best freaking character in this entire series so far. Yeah. Yeah. She is so great. She is so strong. She carries the scenes really well. Um, the the best interactions to me in this first episode were between her and Walker. They they have a great chemistry, and not necessarily in a like, oh, we're eventually gonna hook up kind of way, but like I don't see they just have a great banter between the two of them, like they get along with each other very well Um, they're they're witty they play off of each other well and it reminded me a lot of the way that Jared was in Supernatural with Jensen and Uh and it to me watching this episode what I noticed the most was how stiff Jared Padalecki was when he did not have a strong scene partner so like in in the scenes where he's with his kids it it none of that feels authentic to me the scenes with the scenes with his parents are a little bit better. And I think it's just because the, the parent actors are much older. Uh, plus Mitch Pelegi who plays oh. his dad is, is definitely used to working with him because he was grandpa in Supernatural. Um, also Mitch
0: Pelleggi is just a really seasoned, strong actor. I mean, yes. yeah. Every, do you know, I don't, I've seen him in so many things. He He's actually, he should be given more work and he should yeah. be given more lead roles, but he's never, I don't think he's ever been given a lead role that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. I loved him in Dallas. I actually went to Google this. I don't know if he is from Texas or not, but he was in Dallas for three seasons and like a sort of a villain type character in the in the more rebooted Dallas that finished quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I loved him in the X-Files. Like, yeah.
1: He was Legi good in natural. Um, oh yeah, it was. Yeah. But I, I think... I, I I wanted to be excited about for Jared for this series because i I want him to branch out from supernatural and do different things but he's weak by himself and it's almost like he to me he's not quite at lead status yet because it does it just doesn't feel like he carries this series by himself mm-hmm. but again him and Mickey together they were great like the the interaction when she had to him off of a perp that they were trying to arrest the the interaction between when she brought him back to her apartment and her army medic boyfriend uh like fixed up his wounds just the the dialogue the dynamic the banter between the two of them is really really great and i think that should be enough to get this series to you know to a a better point um but i think this this series takes itself too seriously um they they're already trying to tackle like a to me it seems like they're trying to tackle like a mexican cartel theme and i don't know that they have the depth uh, like in the writer's room to do this Mm. on a cw show um so I'm, I'm nervous about the stereotypes they're going to step on trying to play up this whole like, because Mickey is this, you know, she's Mexican American, her family was totally against her joining the Texas Rangers, they thought that that was a betrayal. Um, so them being able to navigate this Mexican family dynamic versus law enforcement and the unfair treatment in law enforcement I don't know that I don't know that this show is going to be able to do that if that's the route that they're going. But I am excited to see more of Mickey and Walker together because I do think that they make a good uh, pair.
0: I wanna sort of finish off like saying what I did enjoy. I think that like, it's lighthearted. It doesn't stretch me. You know, there are certain shows you put on where you know you can't take your eyes off the screen. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is a show you can put on. It's a sort of semi, semi watchable family show. You know, you can't have young kids, but it's semi family watchable. If your kids walked in accidentally while you're watching it, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no swearing, there's no nudity. You know, there's no, there's nothing grotesque. You know, other than the odd mention to drugs or something. Actually, you probably yeah, it's not an remember. R-rated
1: series by any right.
0: means. And 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 Jared, yeah, okay, fifteen years on Supernatural, it's a big jump. Like suddenly to having a lead role. Um, but I actually, I did feel he kind of he did all right, like, you know, it was, it was all right. But yeah, like you say though, there's really, he he supported well by people like Mitch Pileggi and Lindsay Mm -hmm. Morgan who are very strong actors and Lindsay Morgan in the 100 could run scenes on her own. Like Mm -hmm. she, she was one of the top- As soon uh, as she
1: opened her mouth, when she was still a state trooper before she got promoted to Texas Ranger, I was like, oh, I don't know who this girl is, but I like her. Like,
0: oh, I like her spotlight. You, know, you and should I like watch the enthusiasm. 100. You should watch the 100. She's one of the best characters in the 100. Like, she's she in the 100. She was a badass mechanic. Like, mm-hmm. and oh, she was so good in the 100. So I, I actually didn't realize she was in this when I saw her in this. I was like, oh, flipping heck. Like, I was like, <laughs> I'm so pleased that she's in this. So, um, I, I would carry on watching this, like, but I don't think it would be like a priority for me. It would just be if I've got nothing else to watch, but I would watch it just like it's lighthearted, you know. If you sometimes you need the light-hearted bubblegum type stuff, don't you? You know,
1: like yeah, that's but, why I watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> I although I will say, uh, and you disagreed with me before we started recording, I will come back and watch this series when they bring Jensen Ackles in. As some kind Uh, of random guest star, because I, I mean, I'd be willing to bet just about anything that that is going to happen. The show films in the same city where him and Jared live. So even if he is filming the boys, like it would be much easier for him to make. His way to set in Austin, Texas, versus him having to get to Vancouver to film anything. It's I hope happening. they don't
0: do that. I hope it's happening. Do it's happening
1: no. at some point. He's probably going to play some other type of law enforcement, not necessarily. It'd be a so ranger.
0: cheesy. Be of course, so it's cheesy. going to be
1: cheesy. It's a CW. Like, They're going to do it. Like, I just know. I
0: know, no, but just don't do it. Don't take the obvious money. They're like, doing just, it. Do you know what? Though? I could see them doing it for, <laughs> for the rate for the ratings because yeah. the ratings won't be as strong as Supernatural and I'm willing to bet he took a pay cut to do this, but I I, I would think Texas Walker, this Texas uh, Walker show, uh, Walker, sorry, it's Jessica Walker. I think it would have been actually a much stronger show, probably on another network. Like the CW does tend to tone a lot of stuff down. Um, I don't yeah. get it.
1: Yeah, I think I think another network, like a major network, like an ABC or an NBC or a CBS, yeah, yeah. would have been able to handle the content a little bit better, just because they have more resources than the CW.
0: Mm-hmm. Which,
1: and that's what makes me nervous about the show. Like, they've already jumped into a very serious, very kind of current. Okay, matter. so what do you
0: reckon? What do you reckon? One season, two seasons? I don't think it's going to go on that long. I, I know it's it. not going
1: to be very long. It's it's going to get a second season just because this is CW.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. but I don't yeah. see it going too
1: much further, not unless they can, they can make this work, because again, it's you, you say it's lighthearted. It's lighthearted now because they haven't gotten to the cartel stuff, but I think if, if they do because because it's I get the impression that whatever his wife was doing it it interfered with whatever the cartels are doing. Now yeah. they said something about her leaving water in the desert, so my, my beef with that is Austin is in the middle of the state there is no desert anywhere near Austin so if she's leaving water in the desert she would have to have driven at least 10 hours to get to a place that is close to the Mexican border like it, Austin so is nowhere he, near the border
0: so he would have never made it then if he was getting into the car like, no, I mean it was almost he, pointless he just, like. I
1: think he just went outside to give himself some distance from his kids in, yeah. in case something had happened. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that. I thought that I heard them say she was supposed to be leaving water in the desert, and I'm assuming you're leaving water in the desert for the people that are illegally crossing the border. That's my guess.
0: So but then, what so- I'm saying
1: is, geographically, Austin is hundreds and hundreds of miles away from the border. So she would have to have, after she left him, she would have to have been driving for six to eight hours easy to mm-hmm. get anywhere near where you would find people that are crossing the border.
0: Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. I can't see it going on more than two seasons, but then like you say, the CW, though, can sometimes renew shows that are questionable. But, but don't then...
1: underestimate the Supernatural fandom. Even if they don't like the show, they'll support Jared.
0: Yeah. So. I think maybe we'll be interested what the ratings look like over the next couple of episodes. Might have to actually just keep an eye on that. But um, yeah. All right. Well, we... Gave this a two point five out of five. I think we we felt it was okay, but it could do better. Right.
1: Yeah, it it needs some work. I think they they have got to do something about the pacing. They're they're moving too fast, but it's to their detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got to slow it down. And if they're going to slow it down, they're going to have to do better with the storytelling. If it in order to get the pacing under control. So we'll see. Like I, I have no plans to continue um, until jensen ackles makes his guest appearance uh, other than that uh this this show is honestly other than Lindsay morgan is pretty much very forgettable to me
0: i will watch a few more episodes like i i, I do want to know more we'll see like yeah i don't know
1: the I, only other thing i might watch for is just because like i said i spent four and a half years in the city of austin so it's nice to be like oh i know that oh i've been there
0: i'll tell you what you should watch though is the 100 (laughs)
1: honestly
0: Lindsay morgan i was just so so good she she actually when i watched the 100 because she obviously wasn't the star of the show but she was like one of the co-stars i constantly wanted her to get more screen time Mm -hmm. she she actually was probably one of the best characters in the 100 um yeah i enjoyed her in that but anyway um as we start to bring the show to a close, we'd like to finish with a couple of recommendations of our own. Um, I'm going to give you a quick, short, and sweet recommendation for this week's King in Black issue three, which is pretty much a fight between Null and Thor. It's amazing visually, <laughs> and it's not—it's not you know going to change your life, but if you want to see Thor beat the crap out of Null and Null try and beat the crap out of Thor, it's—it's it's brilliant. So, art oh, was amazing. And hands down, it was just brilliant. So Ryan Stegman did a really good job, and um, I equally enjoyed um, the other. Uh, there was a couple of King and Black spin-off uh, thingies and tie-ins that came out. Uh, I picked up as well Black Cat issue two, which was um, a heist uh, caper set in the current climate. I love of, a
1: good heist.
0: Well, so if you want to know more, what it is is Black Cat gets told to go and um, save. Uh, Doctor Strange from um, a prison that Null was built and um, she gets this anti-venom, uh, an, anti-venom symbiote to wear and she breaks into this uh, sort of Null prison to rescue Doctor Strange so I'm not reading any of the other spin-offs or tie-ins or anything like that but I, I was quite intrigued so I picked up a second issue of Black Cat as well so um, but yeah those are my recommendations. Black Cat, uh, sorry, Black Cat. King in Black is a really good event on yeah I, we it.
1: enjoyed the first one we reviewed the first book in that in that uh, mini series a few episodes ago and my recommendation is a new anime <laughs> surprise on Funimation it is called Skate the Infinity it is about skater boys um, it is really bright really colorful it is a lot of fun it's basically like mad max but on skateboards um so i've i've been enjoying the dynamic so far uh one of the funny things to me is there's a transfer student in uh they're in i want to say okinawa or osaka they're they're not in like tokyo they're they're quite a ways away from tokyo um but the transfer student is from canada and everybody keeps calling him american and (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm Canadian. And they're like, it's the same thing. And I'm like, oh, poor Canadian. <laughs> you definitely don't want to be lumped into the same group as us. Um, so anyway, I'm definitely enjoying Skate the Infinity. If you have your Funimation subscription, you should check that out.
0: Next week on Gigs Unleashed, we are launching a new feature, which we will do on the last podcast of every month, which is something we've decided to nickname Pilot Season. So... Next week, we will be reviewing the pilot of Dexter, the first episode of season one. And sort of the theme is every last week of every podcast. So the last week of every month, we will pick a, a series that's quite well-known, things like Dexter, things like yeah. True Blood. But Dexter is
1: timely because they're supposed to be doing that ninth season.
0: That's why we decided to go with yeah. Dexter for our first one. And we will also be reviewing uh, Greenland, uh, which is a recent movie that came out a couple of weeks ago.
1: And as a reminder, we also started a second podcast series where we tackle some of the most essential graphic novels of all time. Our fourth late to the party book club episode was Monstrous Awakening Volume 1, which is written by Marjorie Liu and drawn by Santa Takeda. That episode dropped at the beginning of January. So be sure to check that out. Our guest uh, for that episode was author Allie Burke. Our next graphic novel for the month of February is going to be March Volume 1, by Andrew Aydin and John Lewis, former late uh, representative, House of Representatives rep, John Lewis. So uh, be sure to tune in for that one.
0: Also, just to remind you that we finally, after a technical, <laughs> we were meant to do it two weeks ago, but we had a technical issue. So this week we live streamed on YouTube our Wonder Woman 1984 review as uh, our first live stream. And next week on Tuesday again, we'll be live streaming uh, Man of Steel. So we're going to start from the very beginning for the DCEU.
1: Yes, we're doing the whole DCEU as a lead up into the four hour Snyder Cut Justice League.
0: Which is meant to come out in March can't remember the exact date, but in
1: So March. stick with us.
0: And you can also follow us on social media. We're Geeks Unleashed on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And personally, I am Mark Brassington on Twitter as well. I sound out like that because otherwise people always go, how do you spell that? So.
1: Ah, well, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Fiore Bianca. And you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. We are everywhere. So be sure to give us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends.
0: Thank you very much, guys. Cheers for listening.
1: Bye.